0: everybody, and welcome to the Bobcast MOV with Rick and Bob, the heartbeat of the Mid-High Valley. I am your host, Bob Mercer, with me as always out there in the beautiful city of Merkantown Circle, my best friend and co-host, Mr. Rick Sawyer. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Mr. Bob. What's happening out your way? Oh, just fighting my computer. and That seems to be the story of our life. We're fighting computers all the time. Oh yeah. Well if it wasn't for that we wouldn't have anything to complain about, so. Yeah, but nobody listens to us. That's the whole problem, sir. Nobody listens to us complain. They're just a bunch of we're just a bunch of whiners. <laughs> we got a good show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody listening. We have tonight with us Mr. Doug Hess. Everybody knows Doug. Doug is a staple in the community, for lack of a better word. Everybody knows Doug from radio and everything else. Tonight you're going to talk to us about some important stuff with Art of the mid Valley. Um, we're going to get to that very shortly. But just a few things that people um, want me to bring up. Um, I hope a lot of you got to go to the Freedom Festival in Vienna. Uh, from what everybody told me, due to other reasons I was unable to make it, but I guess it was just an amazing time. Uh, my granddaughters were involved in it yesterday in a parade. But a shout-out goes out to Mr. Jack Mathers. Mr. Mathers, I guess, was the catalyst behind bringing this back to Vienna. And I, I think it's still going on for a little bit tonight. I'm not sure what time they, wrapped up tonight, what time they wrap up at all. So I'm hoping that you know, y'all know you got a chance to go out. And like always, we will be bringing things to you every week on the podcast about upcoming events. That we're told about, or we see on Facebook, or on, in the paper, or on television, or if people t- people tell us, whichever it may be, we're going to make sure that we get them to you in plenty of time for you to go out and have a great time doing it. Um, every week we do head of the week. Last couple times with the humane study, we've been doing, we've been talking about how full they are and they are needing fosters, and they are needing people to come in and adopt a, dogs and cats. So, um, we had a cat, Pisces. Pisces is a one year old tabby. We had a picture of her, but unfortunately, we're unable to get that picture up due to a technical issue. So, you know, just my daughter, Jessica, is actually fostering this kitten or this cat. Um, Said her hobbies is curling up, sleeping, and chilling out. And she's been spayed and she's ready for her forever home. So, go to the Humane Society, fill out an application. Take one of these babies home, get them out of that shelter, and, you know, show them what love is. Uh, Next week, the Humane Society is going to have a Walk Your Paws. They have that every year. It's kind of like a um, uh, fundraiser for the Humane Society. It's going to be up at the city park, and it's going to be start at 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and there's another program with it, um, Walk Your Paws or something like that. It's like a different kind of show. So that's 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. as well. So go over there, walk your animals. It's a big fundraiser for the Humane Society. Go over there and help them people out. Also, uh, without, you know, they they need a lot of stuff. They need cat food, kitten food, dog food, puppy food. They need um, they need litter. They need towels. They need blankets. They need just about any bowls. They need just about anything that you could possibly possibly be able to help these people out with um, to help them take care of these animals that are brought in. And they are at maximum capacity. And they're getting more in every day. And this is always a bad time of year because every these kittens all start being born um, this time of the year. So just spay or new to your animals, ladies and gentlemen. Try to to help keep down the, the animal population a bit keep these babies out of the keep these babies out of the humane society um, but again if you can foster or adopt please by all means go down and take care of that one more thing that I have somebody asked me and that's somebody being my aunt that I adore very much asked me to tell you she's going to have a yard sale next weekend at post mill apartments July 9th 8 to 3 p.m they're having their bags of clothing however you can stuff in a clothes bag for 99 cents. About to see Aunt Deb, tell her her nephew sent So <laughs> thought I would do that real quick. If you have anything else you'd like to have us uh, announce on the podcast, anything coming up, anything happening that you'd like to see us um, announce or talk about or whatever, just by all means, get a hold of us the best way you can on, you know, we have multiple alleys to get a hold of us we are you know our podcast.net the um, the uh facebook the uh our regular personal email addresses and or you can just call us on the phone my phone number is all over the place it's 304-588-8074 and Rick Witchers. 304-494-9957 hey, give us a call and um, let us know what you want us to talk about. Birthdays? We'll do birthdays. We're good. We're just nice people. ask me, I'll tell you. Um, You know, if you have anything going on that you'd like for us to talk about, please let us know. So, you have anything, Rick, going on out that way that you need to talk about? Anything that you're aware of that I did not get a hold of, Mr. No, sir. It's all quiet out here, except we're having a block party. And the whole circle is going to be... uh... They're not going to block it off, but uh, there's going to be bodies all over the place, so it's going to be a lot of fun. As soon as this is over, we're going to go out there and eat some hot dogs and some hamburgers, and maybe have a soda or two, uh, an adult beverage maybe. Uh, but it's going to be a good oh, time. To, to like good iced dinner. tea? Like iced tea? Yeah. Yeah, like iced tea. That's what I like, thought you meant, sir. The Long Island. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I thought you meant. Okay. And... Yeah, fireworks scare the dog. Again, coming down the road, um, you know, we're going to have, um, we're, we're working on a program, it's just the world we created. I told you about that. It's going to be a four-part series that Rick and I are going to be working on in the very near future. Um, if you have any pictures of, I'm going to say, well, hunger, or anything that, that deals with with things that need to be, worked on so to speak but we're going to be dealing with that it's going to be a four part series called is this the world we created and that'll be popping up within a few months it's going to take a lot of work and uh, we're still trying to become technologically advanced and working with the um, (laughs) working with the the editing stuff so (laughs) I don't know about advanced if we can just get beyond the beginner stage we'll be doing good well you got it Turn you you turn the machine on. That's pretty good, Mister. that's take on good. That's farther than I would get. <laughs> so anyway, like I said, we're gonna be doing that. Uh, we're gonna bring back trivia later on. We just got we, we just got so many things we want to do, and but we wanna to talk to some very interesting people. We want to talk about things going on in the Mid Ohio Valley, things that are important to everybody. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to get, go ahead and get in to our conversation with Gentleman Doug Hess, which he is affectionately known by, by many people, That's what I hear quite a lot. Um, we're going to talk about the Ark of the Mid-Ohio Valley, a very important organization, and um, we're going to talk about the things that they do, how you can help, and they're going to talk about the restaurant um, that opened in the last few months. We're going to talk about that. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Doug Hess. And Mr. Hess, thank you very much, Doug, for coming and being on the podcast with us. We've been wanting to get you on here for a little bit. Um, so I appreciate it very much, you coming on to talk about the very important organization, the Arts of the Meadow Valley. Take it away, sir. It's all yours.
1: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, the Art's one of those organizations that... Uh, has been around since 1955, and people kind of know about it, but they don't. Uh, they may drive our, by one of our thrift shops at 904 Broadway Avenue on South Side or the one next to the high school. Or uh, most recently when we started doing uh, fingerprinting, they'll come and, and they you go through the thrift store to get there, and they're like, oh, I didn't know. So people are kind of familiar, but I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk. I am the... Uh, Chief Operating Officer Liz Ford is our Executive Director, and uh, we uh, have been around since 1955. And our mission is to serve people with uh, intellectual and developmental disabilities. And essentially, I, I won't like quote the entire our entire mission statement. It's on the front of our website, but essentially, we work with people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and is our goal to support them. We do trainings and other things so that people can live like everybody else does. Right. That's the main thing. And we've got several programs that we do that with. Uh, We uh, uh, operate West Virginia Birth to Three. That's actually a statewide program. And so that's for uh, people who are born, children born, and and they may not be meeting their milestones, walking or talking or rolling over, doing certain things. And so we're in region two. so we cover several counties. and essentially what our job is, the folks in that department, uh, people will refer, whether it's a um, individual a parent, might be a physician, might be a friend, neighbor somebody, and says, hey, you know Billy's not you know, developing quite as fast as maybe their sibling used to or their neighbor, what can we do? And our folks will evaluate the situation see what's going on, measure that against what typically should be happening, see if they need some type of assistance, and then we'll pair them up. And if they are eligible for services, they may get physical therapy, speech therapy, things like that, so that by the age of three, they're back on track. So then when they get into preschool and, and school, it'll, it, they will be on the way just like they didn't have any disability. That's at the beginning. Right.
0: Right, that was going to be my question, how, how they, uh, they're referred yeah. to you. Yeah, anybody can refer, you. you
1: could you could call, or if, if you have a child that's not, you know, and, and not everything, you know, some people talk later. So it's right. not always something that's needed, but it could be. You know, my, I lived in Ohio when my kids were wee little, and their programs, a similar program, is called Help Me Grow, and so my daughter needed some speech therapy. And so now when you talk to her, <laughs> you wouldn't know that she <laughs> needed speech therapy, you know, just brought her right up to, and that's the goal. You want to bring the, the kids up to the level so that they are even with their typically developing peers. And then when they go to school, now, if that doesn't, if there are other issues, then we also, you know, are supportive. We provide education and resources. People will call us and say, hey, you know, Sally's made need a little extra help in school, and I'm not sure what to do about that. All right. So the federal law was passed several years ago, That, uh, and I won't get into a bunch of technical terms, but uh, federal law passed a few years ago, along with the Americans with Disabilities Act, that that gives you access to the classroom, and there's a program through that called a 504 plan, so that you get to have the same Accommodations maybe you need to sit closer to the blackboard. or they show my age. The computer screen now, the big screen, the whiteboard, whatever's in class now, or you know, and so that you get the same access. And then, depending on your disability, you might need an IEP, an Individualized Education Program, and then they might modify. So maybe depending on how your uh, reading ability or other things that may be going on. Um, maybe uh, or another accommodation might be they may read your test to you or maybe you need a little bit more time to take that test. Uh, a modification might be maybe instead of having 50 questions on your test, you might get 25. But again, that's all individualized. Everyone's going to have a different way of doing things, which creates a huge challenge for the school system. A lot of people like to throw, you know, a lot of well, the school system. Well, you know, if you've got, you know, a thousand students, let's say, or let's pick a school that's got 400 students. And let's say you have 25 of those students that may have what's called an exceptionality. And so that exceptionality could be that they're extra good at reading and they're far advanced and maybe they need some extra things to do. Maybe they need advanced classes. Or on the other end of the scale, maybe they need some assistance with reading, or they need some assistance with other things, or maybe they have um, sitting in a traditional classroom in the front of the class for an entire day may not fit what's going on, so you want to see how you can accommodate so that they can spend as much time in a regular classroom as possible, but maybe they need to go down the hall for a little bit of extra reading assistance or something like that. So the school has to still teach all 400 students and has to also work with the individuals who have exceptionalities on both ends. And as we all know, everyone has different ways of learning. Right. You know, the story I like to to tell when I was, when I was in school. Okay. So today is July 3rd. If there was a book report due tomorrow, well, it wouldn't be. So I would be thankful because school wasn't until Tuesday because tomorrow's holiday. So my wife, would have already had the rough draft turned in last Monday because she reads real fast and she works and has a whole different way of working. I would have probably picked the book out maybe Wednesday or Thursday knowing I had a three-day weekend, (laughs) and I don't read as fast. And so I would have tried to read all day yesterday, reading today, and then knowing I have an extra. So, and that's just a very simplistic example but everyone operates and has different ways of learning. And some people are visual learners. Some people are good at reading. Some people need to be shown. So that creates a whole thing. So that's the school system. Okay. okay. So, and you
0: can ask questions anytime, but you said talk. So I'm going to go through. Well, no, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm i thinking of the question. And as I'm thinking of the question, you're, you're going right through an answer and answering everything that oh. I'm getting ready right so to ask you. So then as can graduate school from school. what we want.
1: Okay. So uh, so next we want kids to graduate from school like everybody else. And that's the other goal. The goal of all these programs, whether it's birth to three or using the special education services of the school and meeting accommodations or modifications, is so that by the time the kids get to, students get to be uh, time to graduate, they have an education just like everyone else. Okay. Now, in the old days... When I was in school, the, and, and in some situations, there are some students who spend all day in the same classroom just with the kids that have exceptionalities or need special education. Well, there's some good things about that, depending on the student, and, and many bad things about that. Because, you know, uh, we all learn how to act by being around other people. So if all you do is spend all day in that room with that group of students and don't get to eat lunch with the other kids then you don't know get to see how all the other kids because we all model after each other when you're that age so we try and work with parents and give them the resources to help make sure their students uh, their kids work with the school system so that they're successful in school next we train help with transition we've done some work uh on uh called ISA training, Introduction to Self-Advocacy. So when the kids get to be teenagers, they're like, hey, wait a minute. I need this assistance. I'm planning on going to college. I need to start planning because I want to be independent. Here we are tomorrow's 4th of July. It's perfect. Independence Day. We want the folks that we serve to go out into the world after they graduate from school, become adults, and live independently like everybody else does. They want their independence too. So after they get out of school, we help with transition and there's other programs and the school system that does transition fairs to try and say, hey, just like all the other kids, are you going to go to college? Are you going to go work at a trade? Are you going to come to the, are you going to go work retail? Or you just want to get a job like all other kids. And so we do some programs in helping with transition. Okay. Right. And so then that's the next um And so then when they become adults, um, we have people-first groups because just like uh, many people with uh, clubs and organizations, whether it's the Kiwanos and the JCs and all that, uh, we want the folks with disabilities. We want them to join those clubs, too, and we've had that happen in the past. But we also want folks to continue that self-advocacy. Hey, maybe you've gone all the way through school and everything was great, but now you don't really have people to hang out with. And it's not, and so here's a group of people that maybe you want to hang out with who have this this similar situation and maybe they can help you solve that issue. You know, maybe you're trying to go find an apartment. Oh, really? Well, I found an apartment, you know, over here and and share that information. But at the same time, uh, we also support them in uh, advocating for themselves. So we kind have promotion type thing? about advocacy.
0: Kind of self-promotion type thing? You
1: know, well, self-advocacy, you know, there was a group, we, it, it's called People First. So okay. to give a little history, back in the 60s, over in Sweden, there was a group home where a bunch of people with disabilities lived, and the staff very proudly said, hey, we, we help these folks, and we work for them, and we make their decisions to help them. And the people there said, we appreciate that. But we'd rather make our own decisions. So thank you, but we would like to make our own decisions. So we support with our people, first groups, um, being able to, whether it's simple decisions uh, or easy decisions, what am I going to eat? What clothes am I going to wear? You know, Talking on the phone, having an email address, living where you want to live. And so our goal then is... We've gone all the way down through school, wherever they want to, Hey, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to go work. I'm going to go live in an apartment. I'm going to go, uh, have a roommate. I want to buy my own house. I want to have a farm, whatever. And then our self-advocacy groups, uh, we get together locally. There's groups all over the state of West Virginia, and then we support them, uh, you know, we have group meetings and run by people with disabilities too. So while we support them, when we have a meeting, we have advisors. And so the group elects a president. So the whole thing is run by people with disabilities for people with disabilities uh, so that they can learn to live independently. So that's mainly our direct programs that we, we do. And we do some other stuff. We're not really a direct service. We're a chapter of the ARC of the United States. There's like five or 600 chapters across the country. And some of them have do direct service. There's many companies in the area that, that if a, someone has a disability and has difficulty living on their own completely by themselves, maybe they might ha- have a staff person that comes and helps support them. You know, similar to people who call and have, uh, you know, people have housekeepers. So these people may need someone to drive to the store, help them grocery shop, things like that, so they can live independent, um, like that. So so we're advocacy, so if someone's looking for employment, we, we do that. So that's our main mission with the people first. Back to the arc, to help support people in that employment and uh, and to help support our programs, we have two thrift shops. As I mentioned, one's at 904 Broadway Avenue on South Side. And one's at uh, 1915 Dudley Avenue in Parkersburg, right next to the high school. And so we use that. People can donate clothes and and knickknacks and things like that. And then we use that revenue uh, to help support our other programs. But at the same time, we also have individuals with disabilities who have come and worked there. Uh, We do have employees with disabilities that work there or volunteer to show them what it's like to work in a retail environment learn how to run the register, how all that stuff works, showing up on time for work, uh, you know, being, working independently, you know, things like that. And then we, we also,
0: go ahead. I'm sorry. Do, do you have a, do you have like a staff of people, or do you work with different organizations to fulfill all this? I mean, oh, no,
1: like- we have a staff. So we've, uh, I'll, yeah, we have a staff. So like I said, we, uh, Liz is the executive director I'm the chief operating officer. We've got a finance person. Uh, and then uh, we've got a group, a whole group of people working in birth to three that just do that. And then uh, we've got uh, a manager and assistant manager for the thrift store. And then we've got employees that, that run that, you know, run the register and sort out the donations and things. And then we have other staff that work in the cafe. So, Uh, one of the things that we did was uh, we went to – we talked to the folks at Ohio University. And uh, if you look – and I was trying to talk about all this, but uh, there's other things to to get to. But on our cafe um, menu uh, is information on how how it got there. But uh, we did some research. Uh, Liz talked to the folks at Ohio University. And a lot of research was done to determine about the viability of putting in a cafe. And the idea of the cafe, again, was not just to, hey, let's add a business and sell coffee to generate revenue. It was a way to uh, provide vocational training so that people could come and learn how to work. We've had folks from the, uh, who use a special education system over at Parkersburg High School come over and see what's going on with that. Because maybe uh, some of the, the students there might be interested. Uh, we've had some other folks come in and see about work with disabilities, work in that environment to see if they like doing that. So it's a vocational thing, and we want to do it so that they're working with typically developing peers, just like they, you know, folks without disabilities, so that everyone's working together. Because again, to kind of go back to my original goal, the ultimate thing is we don't wanna have an us and them. You know, when you pull in a parking lot and you see the blue space, you're like, oh, that's those people who need to park in that space because yeah. of that condition and they have that placard. And it's our mission to be, everyone has different abilities and needs and, and skills and talents. And we want everyone to just live like everyone else does without a label on it. Now, if you need a label, or have a diagnosis uh, to let other people know, you know, to assist you, you you know, you certainly, uh, you know, if you're going to go get a job and say you have a, an extreme sight impairment or blind, you probably want to tell your employer that you have that particular disability because that's going to impact how you interact in your job. But you may not necessarily want to, you know, announce that you have uh, autism, Down syndrome, or something like that, Initially, simply because people, there's stereotypes and people have that, oh, well, and then they make a, which is a human nature, but we all make judgments on people based on that label. So that's why we try and we want everyone to be included in the community, just like everybody else does. So let's see. So to the cafe. So when the cafe came online several months ago, the idea behind the cafe was to again provide vocational training and think that and I'm gonna go back through all these. You didn't tell me how much time I had. So uh,
0: you, you, you've, got, you've got all the time
1: you need, sir. Okay. And I'm trying to do this in a systematic way. So um and then on top of all that, the very generous folks, uh, you know, obviously all of our programs are run really well, but you need a building to put them in. And so for I started there in 2012, and we were at 912 Market Street, renting space there, and our Dudley Thrift Store was renting space in the place where they still are. And it had only been in that location for like a year or so. So in 2016, the Very Generous PM Company donated the building to us at 19... 19- uh, 15 and 1917 seventeen. are on the corner. Ooh. And so it occurred to us that, well, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to keep paying rent downtown if you own a whole building. Now, yes, it's going to need, it's like anything, it's going to need some work. And so, you know, we've worked on the roof and things like that. But one of the big issues about the building is that we serve people with all kinds of abilities and, there is that doesn't have an elevator. So let me now that I've kind of covered all the programs. Um, uh, Liz, again, our executive director, back in January launched a campaign of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars with the idea that we would be able to. Uh, hang on, I'm making sure the uh, tab, tab. There we go. This is our website. And so the idea was that we had three major goals. And so this, the arcmov.org. And this shows you our cafe, and I'll go to there in a minute. And it gives you about a thing. So if you don't mind, I'm going to show this video real quick.
0: Stop sharing
1: and see if it will let let me share that tab. Let me play this little video uh, that gives you the kind of the highlight behind what we're doing.
0: Gotcha.
1: It's a very minute and a half. Oh, wait. I didn't hit the. Meet Madeline. You may not be able to hear that because I didn't hit the share sound button. Yeah, we heard it. it. It's
0: pretty
1: good. Well, I want to make sure that your share system sound. Now it will okay. All right. Yeah. Share. And okay, we're all learning here. There we go. Meet, Meet Madeline, Madeline and Julie Kearns. Kearns well known members of our you. community. Since I was little, this family has seen the value of the, value
2: of the arc of the was, was able to take advantage, advantage of every available opportunity. opportunity and many of those were by the, the ark now, now that maddie, maddie is an adult the two of them are joining forces to be sure our organization is able to continue to help people with disabilities in the best possible setting
1: with their help and support we are embarking on a capital campaign to raise funds for upkeep of our facilities in parkersburg Our goal is $350,000 to make necessary improvements to our building on Dudley Avenue.
2: Your donation will help paint and repair the exterior of the building, repair the parking lots, and install an elevator so people in our statewide West Virginia service area and our friends in neighboring Ohio counties with all abilities may access every program.
1: We need your help today. Please mail your contribution to 1917 Dudley Avenue, Parkersburg, West Virginia, 26101.
2: Or log on to www.thearcmov.org to give online.
1: All right, and so. Awesome. That's we. Okay, did, did that echo because I didn't have
0: my mic muted? Yeah. It was, it was echoed. It straightened up a little bit. I mean, it wasn't as bad
1: as it was but it's fine. Well, I'll fix it. I'll remember to do that if I play any more videos. So Uh, that's what, that's how that works. So what we've done then is since then, thanks to lots of generous contributions, uh, we've had banks, um, credit unions and lots of folks have donated money. We've had uh, elected officials We've had all kinds of folks we've had people send checks for five dollars ten dollars you know whatever thousand dollars different people organizations and so uh we've gotten some since I've updated this but uh we we kind of wait till we get bigger chunks before we put it on there so right now now we're at seventy four percent or two hundred fifty seven thousand eight hundred eighty one dollars and ninety cents amazing which uh, we're very Please, very impressed. We're, I mean, we're so thankful and grateful the community has stepped up, and we had we even had a group. We had a group that said, uh, "No, you're not getting the amount of money you asked for. We're going to give you a whole lot more." And so, if That's people great. do want to help, uh, they can click where it says "click here," and then it takes you to the to the big donation page, and it gives you there's the parking lots a mess building needs a repair in fact uh and and repainted and then it needs an elevator and if people want to they can click on donate and then that takes them straight to the paypal now so if people want to sign or you can use a credit card or you can mail a check whichever all of that works fine we just wanted to make uh options for people to be able to to send that but right after we started the campaign that uh, corner of the building that you saw uh at the top there uh like 3 or 4 weeks after it a bunch of bricks fell off oh because the windows still the way it is the on those windows the um there's metal the building's solid but the facade there's Uh, steel across the top of the windows holding up the facade bricks and some of them fell off the building and so we uh that's been repaired and uh you know we're working on they're going to start paving the parking lot soon and you know we're getting all the other stuff moving we're just hoping that more people will uh, we're working on grants and other things Liz has been our you know is a fantastic grant writer and has been uh doing a lot of work and and keeping this rolling Uh, and uh so we're getting, you know, we're, we're making progress. We're just, uh, inviting people to, if you haven't already to, uh, continue to support and, uh, get us past the finish
0: line. Because so what, I mean, so what we future, started in January. What are your future plans Doug, for, for the facility? What are your future plans for the organization?
1: Well, right now, like I say, if we can get the elevator in, uh, the, there's a big office upstairs where, uh, that uh, Liz is in now and uh, the elevator will be put inside and the, and it'll come up right into a, a storage room or it was more of a library right outside that office and that'll become a training room. We have a training room downstairs and we also have this will make uh, another training room upstairs so we can have our ISA programs or people first meetings or other things. And it makes the whole building accessible because right now, if, uh, you know, mom's bringing a stroller up the steps to the second floor so that their child can be evaluated for birth to three, that doesn't work too well. So this will allow better access, as Liz said on the video, all of our statewide programs will give complete access to the entire building. So right now the goal is to fix up the building and get that ready and then keep moving, you know, moving ahead with our our programs and, uh, you know, keep running our stores and, and uh, get more people to come to the cafe. Uh, I know you two had talked about coming to the cafe. Were you able to come to the cafe last
0: week? No. No, we weren't able to. I had some family okay. things going on. I know on you were talking we about to. it, but you know, we you guys
1: to. are busy and we want to. Really. But let me talk a little more about the cafe. Here's our cafe. Uh, cafe, there it is. So, this is our cafe website. And we did a little 30 second ad on it. And if I will remember to mute myself this time. I'll play that. There we go.
2: The Arc of the Mid-Ohio Valley invites you to join us at the People First Cafe for specialty coffee, delicious baked goods, and a... Satisfying breakfast or lunch, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit the People First Cafe at 1118 20th Street, next to Parkersburg, Parkersburg High, School. High School. Providing vocational training and employment opportunities for people with disabilities, the People First Cafe is your daily cup of inspiration.
1: Now offering delivery service through DoorDash.
0: That worked out really well, Doug.
1: We've had people do that. We've had people DoorDash. And the other thing about the cafe, you notice the uh, woman was looking at some pictures. One of the things that we have in uh, in one of the rooms is we want individual. We know some of the folks with disabilities make jewelry. Some of them paint. Some of them do different things like that. And we want to provide an area that they're able to put their things in there so that when people come to the cafe, they can uh, purchase them because they may make jewelry and things but may not have an outlet for those items. And so we want to provide an opportunity that they can, uh, use those items to, uh, you know, they can sell those items. And, uh, I mean, we've had some pretty amazing stuff. Uh, let me get back. If people haven't been to the cafe now, yes, tomorrow's a holiday. So we'll be closed on, on that day uh, for tomorrow, but let me show you the menu and, uh, the menu is not all encompassing because the fine folks at the uh, cafe, uh, Augusta and Michelle, keep adding uh, coffees and different uh, things like that. But and so, see here at the top, it talks about the different foundations and people that helped put the program in and how the uh, how the thing be- how the cafe became a reality. And here we've got people who drink coffee. You can get bagels. You can get the brewed iced tea, which is what I typically get. We've got bottled drinks too. But I usually like what we make. Uh, although lately they've been doing like uh, black raspberry tea, so I've had to switch off a little bit. Club sandwiches, grills, uh hot, different things like that. And like I say, we've had people that uh, have breakfast DoorDash to them every day. So that's that's our cafe,
0: Rick. We know where. And then I talked a little bit about.
1: Oh yes, yes. And then I talked a little bit about people first. So while I'm on here, while I'm showing web pages, let me give you our first web page. And so we one of the things that we did, um, one of the things that COVID nineteen did is took us a lot more online. We did a lot of in person things. But when everyone shut down, we wanted. We knew that people with disabilities might not necessarily have uh, all the resources or know where to look, and so this is our people first uh, page. And we're getting ready to do our conference coming up in uh, uh, in September. But uh, weekly, every week on Fridays on our Facebook page, we. Uh, talk about what goes on with the different meetings, and then we give all these resources. So if people want to know the latest information because we're not the experts. One of the things we've always said about that is don't call us and go, well, what do you think about COVID-19? That's not our expertise. We're advocacy and, and we'll tell you where you can find the right information. So whether it's the vaccine information line, the governor's daily briefings, West Virginia 211, uh, you know, people will call up and say, hey, do you have assistance on that? If you all have ever have since they updated it, and the United Way does a fantastic thing on this, but if you put in 26101 and search, and you can put zip code in around the state, the database there, 1,864 programs, whether you're looking for food, Housing, goods, transportation, all that stuff. And so we do a video every week and provided people with resources to be able to find out what's, what's going on, whether it's state, national, health and wellness with the emotional strength line. And then uh, one of the other things that we do that I want to make sure I mention is a couple of our self advocates. Um, South Hall is our self-advocate coordinator, and so she works with folks all over the state with disabilities, and Morgan Spicer is our special projects coordinator, and every month they host a program called Legislative Matters Now with m from Alyssa and Morgan, and what they do is, you know, legislation's complicated, and Go so ahead. since February of last year, they have conducted interviews every month with different individuals, experts, lawmakers uh, about different topics that have to do with legislation. And then they also interview someone who's an advocate in action who's either advocating for themselves or advocating for other abilities. In fact, uh, the one they did this month, uh, they spoke to, I won't video, but uh, there's a whole archive there. They spoke to Senator Eric Tarr, who's about one of the four upcoming uh, amendments on the ballot in November about um, on taxes, about uh, personal property taxes, and about inventory and business taxes. And so they talk to the people and and also explain things because things will be complicated. So there, there is Senator Tar and his office, and he did a nice interview with Morgan uh, Spicer, and like I say, they've talked talked about redistricting, and so we're really trying to provide resources and advocacy and information to people with disabilities and people without, because, you know, many people have families and siblings and caregivers and other stuff who may not have all this information, too. So...
0: Is there anything else you'd like to say, sir? I mean, and we've that pretty a much covers a lot I'm, of our. <laughs> is <amazing>. that enough? <laughs> that, that, I'll tell you what, it was one of the easiest interviews I think we've done um, because you oh. had all the answers before I even asked the questions. I was sitting there thinking of questions and you start talking. I was like, well, that answered that one. That took care of that. Okay, well, that was taken care of then. So I don't need to re ask the same question there since beating a dog to death. But we seriously hope everybody. Goes down and supports this organization either through their thrift shop or go down to the restaurant, eat some breakfast, eat some lunch, uh, visit with the people. If Doug's there, I'm sure he'll say hi to you.
1: Oh yeah, you You also you ask how people could help. You could volunteer because we always need volunteers. Uh, You can send people. You know, if people you know people that have because we're always looking for more people. Uh, for our people first group. So if you know, if you have a family member, or you know someone, uh, well, people will call and go, hey, you know, I know people who, who may want to come hang out with your people first group. Send them our way. We'd love to, to build our people first group, whether it's here in Parkersburg or all over the state. Uh, if you want to give to our campaign, our capital campaign. One of the other programs that we do at Christmas time, probably the only major. We, we do two major direct service programs one we're doing right now and that is our summer day program and we take uh students in middle and high school that use the special education system and we do a six-week camp so that they get to have a fun summer like everyone else and we do crafts and we go you know bowling and swimming and and we went down to arch bridge last week and we our plan was to go to johnson t james park but uh Got a little bit muddy, so we'll put that back a little bit. You know, Blennerhassel Island's been places we visited, so we do that. And so people can always volunteer for that program or donate money to that program. And then at Christmas time, we do Secret Christmas because there are some people who have lots of family support that have disabilities. But we've got other folks who live on their own and have no other family and no family support and are barely getting by. And we do a thing called Secret Christmas. And we have a lot of very generous people in the community uh, donate money. And then we go out and ask those individuals. I think last year, around we average around 240, 250 people who, again, who typically would not have any Christmas at all if it weren't for this program. We say, what would you like for Christmas? And some people want basic things like, you know, clothes, uh, socks and towels and, you know, things like necessities. Or they may have some of that and they say, well, but I also want something, you know, I need a new set of headphones. Don't have to be expensive and give me a $2 set of headphones, whatever. So we yeah. set a price limit. You know, we can't have people, you know, getting Xboxes and laptop computers. But uh, then we have a bunch of very generous people donate, uh, money, and then we serve about 250 people every Christmas so that they have something nice to open on Christmas morning, just like everybody else does.
0: That's awesome. That is amazing. So
1: people can help with that, whether it's donating money, or if you are an expert shopper, or you're an expert rapper at Christmas presents. uh, That's another way that people can help. Or you can volunteer in the thrift shop. Always need volunteers for that. So any of those things that that, uh, and you can always call the office, and we can certainly find something. Uh, you know, we don't turn away volunteers. There's plenty of things that we can always find for for people
0: to do. Well, just to let everybody know, all all the um, the links on these websites will be on the podcast um, mob on the YouTube ch- on our YouTube channel um, in about 30 minutes after the after the uh, podcast is over we will have everything on the YouTube channel. So you need to really get a hold of Doug and his team down there at the ARC. And, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, where can I volunteer and where can I get Rick? And I started the Wood County volunteer coalition and the volunteer coalition, everybody, we've talked about this in the past, the volunteer coalition is a organization that sets up volunteers with people who need volunteers. Um, so we're trying to, trying to get that moving along. So just go down and talk to Doug and his team, help out where you can become a part of, and we've discussed community involvement. And that's one of the big things Rick and I are very big on is community involvement. So go down and talk to them, become involved in anything and everything that's going on in the mid Ohio Valley. And we will bring it to you here on the, on the Bobcast Mob with Rick and Bob and we will do our very best to be able to, um, to be able to uh, keep you informed on what's going on. I'm sorry. There's a lot of bells and whistles going off all of a sudden. So um, Doug, I appreciate very much, sir, you being on here. You, Wow. That was amazing. I appreciate it so much. Well, thank you. I
1: also quickly mentioned, and I know the links will be on there. We have
0: a lot of this information. People get instantly
1: on our Facebook page. And one thing I did neglect to talk about, if okay, people go, want yeah, to know go. the specials and extra things that are going on, we use an app called Let's All Do Good. It's an app right? on your phone. It's a free app, actually. Let me give you a. Uh, hang on. Let me click the click on my phone here and scroll down to it. So, if people don't want to go look for things, see right here on my. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on my camera, but no. it's called Let's All Do Good.
0: You got that. Right? And
1: I don't know if it will let me show you. Hang on, let me turn off my. I was had my fancy thing on that was letting me do the uh, put my background up, but I think it's preventing me from showing you my. So let me it turn that off. It, it
0: keeps disappearing. There. Right, over over a bit, sir. To your right. Can you see me now? To your right, sir. Right. Back it up just a bit. Right there. Right there. there go. Back it up. Let's all do good.
1: So this is the let's all do good and that's showing me there's updates. And so this has all of our different events on it. And just so people, if people want to know what's going on in the cafe, if people want to know what's going on with people first, if people want to park, let me pop up a QR code real quick. People can scan that with their phones. Grab your phones, everybody. And that will take it right to the. Uh, that'll send it to your your phone because it runs on Android or on uh, on uh, Apple. And then you can that way it'll just push stuff to you, so you don't have okay. to go look for it. You can just uh, if the cat is special, it'll just bring it to you. Okay. Somewhere along the line, it just went off. It just
0: went off. Yeah, Doug. If you'll if you'll uh, send me a uh, screenshot of that QR code after we're off, I'll make sure we get that posted on our website as well. Sure, and I'm sorry. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Don't worry about that. We
1: mail out calendars too. So, you know anybody that has a disability that needs a calendar that's got all of our meetings on it and all the things we do locally and statewide. we're also hoping now that is over to start doing our dances again. We used to do dances at uh, Valentine's and Halloween and Christmas, but COVID kind of goofed that up for the past two years. Right, so we're hoping well. to get back to to that because a lot of people want to get back and have a good social time and hang out with everybody.
0: Okay. Well, right, I think I'm done.
1: That? I think that's enough.
0: <laughs> well, and, and I think you. But I do appreciate the opportunity. No, we appreciate you, sir. You. Not only did you educate us, but you taught us a lot before we came on, because we're just rookies. This is only our what? Twelve show, Rick? 11. 11. This is number eleven, and we're trying very hard to get better. And we get, we got, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna be talking with the pros here really soon because we want to make sure that we keep everybody's attention. And I think this was one of those things that we needed to do to bring, to let everybody know what's going on in our community. And how they can be involved in it so guys i guess that's all we're going to be doing for the night and um we're going to be here next week i'm not sure who's on next week we haven't really set anybody in we tried to have the police chief of williamstown police chief of vienna on but these guys are out of town on vacation so we didn't get to do it for next week so probably the following week so next week we're going to get a hold of some people that um and hopefully, we'll be able to start the how do they make that section of our of our podcast. Um, I, I think that's going to be fun if we, can, if we can get in there and show people how the things that they love are made. And you know, not only that, it promotes the local businesses. And that's what we're all about, the heartbeat of the Mid-Ohio Valley. So, guys, have a great evening. And remember to always keep looking up, keep looking forward. And we'll see you next week at 6.30 on the Bobcast with Rick and Bob. And have a great evening, everybody. Doug, thank you so much again, sir.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Have a happy and safe Fourth of July.
0: Exactly, everybody. Happy and safe Fourth of July tomorrow. Be careful with the fireworks. Rick, I'll call you. All righty. See you guys. Bye.